hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. I know that we talked about this earlier, but I just needed to preface that I'm... A, I feel like I really, really want to go to Revolve Fest. I know that it was a fucking hot mess and like influencer bitch fest. Okay. But did you see that video I sent you where like the food galore, the drinks galore, they even had like a little Celsius station for you. I could just imagine us walking through there, having Mark taking our photos (laughs) while we're like wannabe influencers, while we're stuffing our faces and drinking 818 tequila and margaritas. (sighs) <sighs> but I mean, two thousand dollars, Jinx. A two thousand dollars of a ticket. It better like it better be caviar and champagne. And I'm not talking Moet. Like I'm, I'm. It better be. Yeah, it better be some good shit. Yeah. I just a. It's kind of wild to me that like people are still comparing the logistical disaster to Firefest. But also when we were watching that video, um, I love the comment you made of like, it looks fucking empty, which <laughs> I just then proceeded to cackle because I was like, yeah, because nobody could, the buses weren't making it to the grounds apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like, but but I also feel like that's why it looked so enjoyable. Ah, yes. Because there was like one person there that was literally like, oh, I want champagne now gets to the bar immediately. Oh, I feel like a hot dog. Like, you know, like I don't think there were hot dogs there. It was oh. only like sushi and smoothies <laughs> and Delgona coffee. Come on, okay. I mean, hot dogs. But you know what Get I mean? Your, you need to like up level your brain to like influencer status. Nothing less than like a sushi taco. We Come on. only Come tolerate on. food that came directly from the Erwan truck or like it, it had to be, you know, <laughs> um, wait, sorry, just saying Erewhon, that made me think of something that's kind of sort of on brand here. We're not going to say on on topic necessarily, but um, there is a dog park in Santa Monica mm-hmm. and it's called Dog People. I have not been, but because Mar- I haven't been able to take uh, Benji because he does not have one of his shots mm-hmm. and I just keep forgetting to do it. And, you know, we don't take the dogs yeah. out of the house very often because they're crazy. Um, but Mark went the other day with two of our friends and he was like, and, and I, the way I like equated it to what I'm like, it's the Erewhon of dog parks because it's like, first of all, it's all turf. So it's not like nasty. It's not mud. It's not sand. It's Mm. not dirt. It's not dusty. It's turf. They have like referees that that literally will break up any like dog fights. Um, it's a membership based thing, by the way. Sorry. I should have said that. uh, that makes sense. I was about to be like, um, what kind of fucking influencer heaven did this drop from? Like oh, what? Literally. <laughs> what? It's like, it's like, like influencer. It's, which is like Erewhon, right? Cause I was, I was like, oh um, someone was like, oh, it's like the Soho house of dog parks. And I was like, no, it's not. It's, I think of it more as like the Erewhon of dog parks because Soho house How is kind of a membership. Huh? How much is the membership for this place? It's $80 a month 
for the first dog. But wait, they have a bar, they have like Wi-Fi, they have like tables. It looks really nice. And Mark was like, it's, he was like, it's pretty bomb. And he was like, let's bring Benji. But apparently like they're not even giving out memberships anymore. Um, But wait, okay. It's exclusive. Yeah. And the way I like, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, again, like Soho House is, it's, it is like a a product of its own in so many ways, right? Mm. What competes with Soho House? On that scale, nothing. Whereas mm. I was like, Erewhon is completely unnecessary. You've got your fair share of grocery stores. You've got Trader Joe's. You've got Pavilions. You've got Safeway. You've got Ralph's. It's you've got... literally meant to be the place where the rich go so they don't have to rub shoulders with the riffraff. Yeah, exactly, society. exactly. Like, it's that's just what it like... Is. That's its purpose. Yeah, but anyway... Um, I guess Mark at, met the, um, she was like the creator of the Pussy doll. She was there and they were, they were all like what? dancing. Uh, then they, then he like met some other chick who has like 500,000 followers on, on Instagram. And I was like, okay, like this is, this is literally, Mark was like, it's a single person's dream. And anyway, I just, oh my God. I don't know why. Revolve Fest kind of in my head so equates to that. You need to just like go and make all the connections is, is yes. what I'm hearing. But the problem is I can't Got even it. get in because <laughs> they have no more memberships available. That's wild. Yeah. Um, speaking of Erewhon, um, it's going to sound so silly. I kind of want to go just to have the experience just to see how absurd it is. Um, okay. But also I keep seeing mm-hmm. on TikTok and Instagram that like $17 smoothie like this blue spirulina, like the coconut or whatever. Apparently everyone and their mother is like trying to make like, you know, like a mock version of it. Um, Is it working? I guess. Huh? Is it working? Are they like, oh, this works? Or are they like, no, you got to go spend $17. (laughs) No, everyone's like the $17 is totally worth it if you're there and can afford it. But like you can also (laughs) make it at home uh, for much cheaper, I might add. Um, Yeah, I just want to see... Also, because I kind of want to judge too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like I want to see A, what the prices are like, like how absurd it is, but then also like judge who's actually shopping there. Okay. So I have been to Erewhon a couple of times now. I'd heard so much about it and how much better like the the hot bar is and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like dying to go. And then they finally opened one in the Valley in Studio City. And so I was like, great, this is my chance. And I went. Mm Mm-hmm. First of all, I've never felt so poor in my life. And like literally <laughs> the cashier, I gave him one of my, uh, this, we're, we're on theme from last week when you called me poor. Um, so we're not it's last week, the theme. other day. So, uh, so anyway, so I gave him my like reusable Trader Joe's grocery bag and, and oh in it, I guess, like I'm really bad about receipts. I don't throw mm-hmm. them out. And he goes, oh my God. I was like, what? He was like, is that a pavilions receipt? He was like, you shop at pavilions? Literally like <gasps> shaming me. Then he was laughing. He was like, I was there this, this morning. Um, but the point, so I went there, first of all, felt felt like a pauper. And number two, I'm not gonna, I don't understand why people are so obsessed with it. I think it's literally just a status thing. And I, like the food is good, but I feel no, like no, I don't. I'm just still laughing at the pavilions receipt and this person being like, you shop at pavilions? I was like, I can't believe you shop there. Like, do you have scabies? Um, Did you also like go like dressed? 
No, I think Certain I went. Way, or you just went I, in and like athleisure wear. Well, you like wear athleisure wear there. Mm-hmm. That's literally okay. what it is. Um, got it, got it. But yeah, so I, I, yes, like I've, I've had their turmeric broccoli. I've had their cauliflower. They're like buffalo cauliflower. I've had their coconut chicken tender. They're good. But when you look at the price tag, like I think their turmeric broccoli that comes in a thing like this, like a, you know, first of all, it's not mm-hmm. eco-friendly, very disappointing. But it's like a plastic thing like that. It's like $14. I'm like, nope. I could literally buy Next. the cauliflower and just make it myself, which is exactly what I started doing. Uh, but yeah, no. So very poor, Erewhon. Yeah, sure, go. Mm. I, don't, I don't think I bought anything the first time I went because I was like in such shock. I tried to buy a juice and I think it was $12. And I was like, nope, that's going right back in that cooler. And then I like <laughs> went to Trader Joe's and bought it for four. I would go just to try that like one smoothie um, and then that's it. That's the extent of it. Actually, no, that's a lie. I would go in, look at the pricing and then make judgments at the people who are in line and looking at their carts. Um, That would be me. But I would like want you with me so I could like cackle and (laughs) you and I could just like make snide remarks. Should we maybe like just go and Instagram live from there and just see what happens? Maybe that's what we should do. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, wait. So I have another story for you um, oh, that I forgot to tell you the other day, but I remembered it and I was like so distraught that I was like, I have to tell Maddie as well as our listeners that the kind of shit that goes on in my life and my household. So, you know me, I'm a water snob. I have a very particular like ice to water ratio. Do not like Evian. It feels a little too soft on my tongue. Not a big fan of like highly chloronic or fluorinated. Is that a word? Uh, Whatever. Fluoridated? Yeah, whatever. Fluorinated. Fluorine. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like when you taste it in water. Fluoride? Fluoride is what you're going for, right? (laughs) That's because I feel like you're mixing fluoride and chlorine together. (laughs) Oh my God. I was so sure it was called fluorine. (laughs) Oh my oh, god! Okay, <sighs> wait. So no, yeah, fluoride and chlorine, chlorinated, chlorinated, fluoridated, mm-hmm. Flor- fluoridated. Flu- okay, whatever. High concentrate, <laughs> high concentrations of fluoride. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Continue. So, um. Anyway, yeah. Um. I'm very very particular about my water. So the other day, I'm like mm. in a rush to go somewhere in the morning and I asked Mark, hey, can you give me some water in my handy dandy, my trusty bottle that I have with me at all times? Which I, like I also, panic. Mm-hmm. also context too for our listeners, because I've been to your house several times and I know that this is like a normal task that Mark does <laughs> where you will give him the bottle, yes. ask for water, he will go retrieve said water in said cup yeah. and bring it back to you. And, and it's never the right time. ratio. It's never... <laughs> But it's not like not like anything bad has ever really happened in those situations. No. Though it's he goes to get the water, he brings it back, you drink it, and it's fine. Yeah, well, or I have to get up then and get my own ice because he refuses yes. to like get me ice. Anyway, okay, that's right. So this is like it's the one thing that I don't know why I just love to ask Mark to get me water. He's my water boy. Okay, so I'm like in a rush. I'm doing whatever. I'm getting dressed. I'm getting ready to head out the door because I have an appointment. I'm like, hey, can you get me water? So he gets it to me and. 
you know, it's kind of early in the morning. I was drinking my Celsius, so I didn't really drink a lot of water. Then on my way back, and then I'm like, I'm like going to get my nails done. I went to like pick up stuff at the grocery, not at our one pavilions. Um, our one's not on my budget. And so I'm like kind of like sipping the water here and there. And I'm like, you know, like when you're like, like what is that? And I'm like, oh, weird. Oh, no. I'm like, maybe this tastes... I don't know. I was like, maybe it came from the bottom of the ice bucket, whatever. But your ice bucket is like massive. Like it's always filled to the brim. Like yeah. I, I don't even know how he would have. Okay, continue. Sorry. Okay. I just, I'm trying to envision this story. Okay. Well, I then finally at, at like two o'clock in the afternoon now, and I'm, I haven't drank the whole bottle, which I normally would have at this point, but I didn't because it tasted weird, but I was still like, okay, I need a little water and a little wet the whistle. I finally am like, I'm dumping this water. Like there's something up with this ice and I don't know what's happening. So when I go into the refrigerator, into the freezer to get myself more ice. Oh God. And then I remembered that for the first time ever, I made the the boys, I made the dogs grilled, uh, sorry, boiled chicken and rice. Uh And instead Uh of disposing of the broth as I usually do, I made ice cubes out of it so that I could, like, give it to them and keep them busy. Well, the ice cube tray, there were 10 ice cube, like, slots. Five of them were gone. So I spent all of Saturday morning drinking boiled ground chicken and white rice water. And I'm just going to leave that there. I yes. I have some questions. Um, you know, I I feel like um, sometimes Mark does things, and I always want to know what the thought process is behind it. Um, in particular, for this situation, I'd really love to know what he told you when you told him how did you utilize said ice cubes in my water. When every time I ask you for water and every time I drink water and every time I grab water for myself, the ice cubes that are utilized are the ice cubes from the ice cube bucket. He said... So I like... <laughs> what, was, what was the logic there? I'd love well, to I know. Well, I don't know there was actual logic, but what he said was, oh, well, I thought those are more uniform and you would appreciate that more. So good, good answer in the moment, sir. Like what... I don't think that's actually what happened. It's like um, the king of bullshit response right there. <laughs> but also on brand for me, because I feel like that's something that I would think about or care about. Anyway, moral of the story is get your own water, ladies. Don't trust your water boy to do it because you never know when you're going to be drinking ground. And it wasn't even like chicken breast. I mean, it was chicken breast, but like it was ground. Ground. Ground yeah. boy. Oh my God. I'm literally going to vomit. Okay. Sorry, I just had to share that story because that's just where my life is at these days. Never going to ask Mark to grab me water from your house ever again. We'll we'll also not have those. We're not going to have broth ice cubes anymore because we cannot risk any kind of uh, errors of the nature. So, yeah, we're done. Poor Benji and Frankie having to pay for their father's mistake. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, but yeah, so that's how life is going and yeah. Well, 
Um, I think this is like a wonderful time to kind of segue (laughs) into our topic for the day. (laughs) Let's let's Um, do it. (laughs) So um, have you watched the new Netflix toxic fucking disaster featuring the Lachey's? Um, the new dating show known as The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On. Okay, so I started watching it. I know I promised you that I was going to finish watching it or like do a little more recon into this. Um, I started watching the first episode and I just felt like it was so depressing to mm. like, I, I don't know, I just, it really kind of made me sad. And so I was like, mm. I can't do this. Like I'm drinking boiled chicken. I have a bad neck because apparently I'm 107,000 years old. I just could not make myself do it. Um, but I mean, I have a lot of, I have a lot of opinions on the, the general, I guess, concept, concept of the show and like the idea of an yeah. ultimatum and blah blah blah. So, yeah. um, do you want to like tell everybody who maybe has not watched it because it is pretty, it is pretty new. Um, it like, is. give us a quick rundown of the story of the situation. So. Um, for listeners who may be hiding under a rock these days, um, I feel like it's become meme extraordinaire. A lot of people are providing commentary on what are toxic relationship behaviors versus healthy ones um, and utilizing the contestants as examples. But essentially the premise of the show is, is that there are these couples and one person within the couple is essentially giving the other person an ultimatum. So either you marry me or we part ways. Um, mm-hmm. And part of the experiment is is that these couples all come together, they break up, um, and then they start dating everyone else pretty much on the show, right? So all of the dudes are dating all of the girls. Um, and you end up pairing up with people and you live with them for three weeks. Okay. Then you split up with that person and live with your couple that you, you know, the other person that you had originally come with for three weeks. And okay. then you guys kind of make the decision on if you, you know stay together, uh, split, and you go with this other person or just split and, you know, go live your life elsewhere. Um, it is very familiar to, and I know I've, I've like constantly bugged you to watch this show. Um, who's the basic on the show? God, Alina. Um, I know. <laughs> I've been really bad about TV lately. I'm not going to lie. I've been very, oh, very, very bad about it. No, it's totally fine. I mean, I only watched the new Kardashians episode yesterday and it like got released, what, a week ago? I know, I'm so behind. Um, but um, it reminds me, this show, of uh, Temptation Island. Um, yes, which you do like I that show. Absolutely fucking love. It is so trashy <laughs> and I just... It is my favorite. And honestly, watching The Ultimatum, I realized that it's actually... Lot more boring than I expected it to be because there's the just a lot more fillers. Yeah, okay. I felt like there was like a lot more fillers. Uh, Temptation Island. It's a lot more exciting because you literally have these couples coming to an island, and then you have like I think it's like sixteen women and sixteen men, um, and the women in the couple go live on a separate part of the island God. with these men contestants, and the men are on the other side with a whole bunch of women contestants, and every week they basically do like video snippets. 
um, to showcase the other person what's going on on the other side of the island. And as you know, producer manipulation, um, they get some of like the worst snippets, some of the worst out of context stuff. So basically it kind of eggs the other on uh, and kind of like preys on the insecurities okay. within the relationship. So then it escalates further. Um, and in the end, they then decide if they want to stay together, be with someone who's on the show or split ways. So I feel like that is a lot more exciting than the ultimatum. But nonetheless, I think today's episode should really be focused on the concept of an ultimatum. Yes. Um, you know, I, I said earlier, there's been sort of this deluge of memes and tweets and commentary around toxic behaviors and traits um, in these relationships because it really does get exacerbated. You know, it's like all of the insecurities and all of the weirdness that gets kind of showcased on um Live, you know, on TV for everyone who has a Netflix subscription to see. Well, um, sorry, I just want to say everyone who has a Netflix subscription, that's 200,000 less people than did last quarter. And apparently they're, uh, they are predicting they're going to lose another 2 million subscribers in the next quarter. Damn. Sorry, Mark I'm lost not surprised. money on this. So I'm just saying there's less of us out there than there were Q4 2021. And I wonder if it's because all these fucking shows are the same exact thing, which is mm. like, it's just like you have love is blind. You have this thing. You have the circle. It's all the same shit over and over. Sorry. I just wanted to say, throw it out there. No, I agree with you. I wouldn't necessarily say this thing. I think it's just the, they were doing so well, but now because of the rise of additional streaming platforms, like yes. how many streaming platforms are there? Like they're no longer, they no longer have a competitive edge where now even Apple is in the streaming Great. platform game and they're doing phenomenal with the content that they have coming yes. out. And they even Coda, which was also an Apple production, they won an Oscar. Um, yes. So Sorry, I think but- it just... And also the password thing too. I don't know if you saw this recently where essentially now they're going to prevent password sharing too. And I think a lot of people are like, fuck that and are like deuces. We're going to go to another platform that will allow us to do that. Yeah, but sorry, not to get off topic here, but it is relevant to a degree. I think it's less that. I think think that probably pushed people over the edge to be like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to get my own or I'm canceling my membership because whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like you keep raising our prices you're telling That's me that true. I can't give my sister my password. I mean, I'm not, I live off of a lot of other people's shit too. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the content, the quality of the content, it's just like, oh, too hot to handle work? So let's do it in every language on every continent and then blast it all at the same time. It's like, oh, the circle, yeah. people enjoyed it because they were bored in the like during COVID and had nothing else better to do than watch people fucking dictate text messages and emojis out to a, to a TV. Like, no, guys, COVID's over. We need shit that's actually interesting. And Mm. I just feel like they were, like, anchoring a little bit too much on, like, the trash reality, quote-unquote, reality television, whereas, like, a lot of the other studios and streaming services, like Apple, like HBO Max, they were, like, pumping money into actual production. Like, Netflix became documentaries and then, like, trashy, like, Love Island, Too Hot to Handle, Ultimatum, Love is Blind, like, all these, like, crazy shock factor reality television, you know, kind of looking at uh, psychological or, or what am I trying to say, social experiments, right? Mm. It's all crime, crime, true crime, con artists. But also, you know, a lot of these other streaming platforms are kind of doing the same thing, right? Like... Um, to a degree, like they all have like their thing or their niche. But I think what happened with Netflix is they've spent like the ongoing joke is that like, 
you know, if you have a show you want to write, just send it to Netflix. Like they're funding everything, <laughs> yeah. but they're also quick to cut stuff too. That's the fair. other side of the coin as well, right? Very like fair. I feel like they're throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. But yeah. I think because of that, they're losing out on a lot of money too. Um, however, I think the reality TV shtick is easier because it's also cheaper. Cheap. Um, I will say though, they did have budget on this show because I just. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, A, I love the cups that they use on this show, like the gray um, sort of brushed metal. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I was, like, thinking of it in comparison to Joe Millionaire, where they literally had a fucking Cook's bottle of champagne or friction or whatever (laughs) it was, and they literally put, like, a Dom sticker on it. It's fucking Andre. (laughs) $3.99 at Walmart. Sorry. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, like... Don't, you know, stop putting lipstick Own on it. Pig it's not dumb. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Sorry. That was my little tangent of the day. But okay. So. No, but I loved it. That's what we do is we have this natural dialogue. Um, okay. So outside of Netflix's uh, strategy <laughs> and overall monetization strategy, um, I the premise of the show, what I found interesting was the concept of ultimatums. Um, yes. And kind of going back to a lot of the commentary around the show, there's been you know, discussions around are ultimatums manipulative and not appropriate for a healthy relationship? Or is it a form of setting clear expectations and boundaries for what you want in a relationship? Um, Like, what do you think? You know, I've had friends who have given their significant others ultimatums. Kind of, kind of curious, like, what are your thoughts? I feel like I have a lot of thoughts. Um, my my first inclination is I like it can't be healthy, right? Like in, in my mm. eyes, I'm like if you need to like force someone's hand to do X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. uh, something is maybe amiss here. Um, however, I know a lot of people have to do it. I know some people just need that push or that nudge in the right direction. I'm also just like a very proud person. And for me personally, Mm. I wouldn't want it to happen like that. Uh, I also am very well aware that I'm very lucky. I'm in what I think is a pretty healthy relationship. And I wasn't in, I, I wasn't in those shoes. Right. So I can't speak to what that feels like as someone who wants something so bad with someone. Yeah. Um, but my, again, my initial inclination is like, I wouldn't want that. And I don't think that it's healthy. Um, however, I guess kind of sort of related when, you know, Mark and I, before we were engaged, we were getting ready to move to Hong Kong. And I said to him almost like the opposite where I was like, do not propose to me for a visa. Like I'll go to Hong Kong. I'll do what I need to do to get my own visa. I will figure it out. I'm a scrappy bitch. Like do Mm. not make this a marriage of convenience. And if you feel like you need to propose for that, like tell me now Mm -hmm. and a I'll say no but b like that's just not how I wanted it to happen so I think like just my my personal outlook on that is I want it to be because of desire and sometimes it's I feel like sometimes the ultimatums come not because the other person doesn't want it but I don't know I I, it's a tough I feel like they, they just like, they need that nudge. But my mm-hmm. question for you is like, of all the people that you know that have given an ultimatum, how many have had success? That's a great question. A lot of them actually. 
Really? Um, and I'll tell you why, because once again, I think we should differentiate here um, in regards to the types of ultimatums, right? So in the context of the show, the ultimatum is around marriage, marry me mm-hmm. or we split, right? Marry me or it's over. Um, I think that there's a plethora of reasons to give an ultimatum within a relationship. Could be due to physical needs, could be due to, you know, like future planning, not just with marriage, but let's say with kids or let's say with like places to move or wanting to buy a house. Um, You know, I I can Mm -hmm. speak from my own experience and I think experience of many other women who at times can feel like they're talking to a blank wall, right? Where, (laughs) well, I mean, let's be real. I think to some degree, you know, when you're in a relationship and you get comfortable with someone, um, and I think from what I've seen, so I'm going to speak from my own experience in regards to like statistically what I've seen with my girlfriends and their significant others, mm-hmm. um, mainly heterosexual relationships, I have noticed that men tend to be more like harder to move, right? Yeah. Harder to get them to, they're basically like so rooted in what mm-hmm. it is that they want in, in regards to their comfort that it's really hard to steer the ship, right? Um, yeah. And so I know a lot of people who are just like, you know, like next steps are this and they will continuously avoid it. And it isn't until you put your foot down and you're just like, hey, I'm going to stop neglecting my own needs. My needs are that I need this within the relationship. And if you are not willing to take that next step, then, you know, I don't think we can be together. Right. So yes. Do I think ultimatums are manipulative and terrible? Depends on how you go about it. Like, I think the way that you phrase things to your significant other and you really come at it from the perspective of these are my needs because, I mean, how long can you go into a relationship and just try to appease them by not saying what you want? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I I agree with that. I... Yes, I agree that generally speaking, I think men need that nudge more often than the girl. Although, that, that or rather, that's what I would have thought. But in the show, isn't it like three and three? It's not all women that brought the guys on the show to be like, marry me or don't. There are guys who are like, I love you and I want to be with you. And the girl's like, I don't know. I'm not ready to like only see your dick for the rest of my life, you know? Um, at least that happened in the first episode. I remember there was that one that blonde girl. True. Um, that is so true. So maybe we're completely, you know, maybe we're off base here. Well, I think um, it was only one, right? Wasn't it like Colby and Madeline? They were the only one where it was the guy who had brought her onto the show because he wanted to marry her. That was, was the it? only Okay, they were well, the only one. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was more than that. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I think the thing though about an ultimatum is mm-hmm. if you're about to put your foot down and you're about to act all, I'm going to leave your ass, you better do yeah. it at the end of that timeline. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you let that come and go and you let that come and go, you've completely lost all of your leverage and your bargaining power. 100%. If you keep like, what is it? Chicken and egg, like, um, no, what's the phrase? No, it's, you know it's playing chicken, you're playing chicken, playing not chicken. chicken in the I was like, chicken right, because you're playing chicken. It? Chicken is one like you, like, in a car, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like, you're both flying or flying, Jesus Christ. driving, <laughs> driving towards, towards each, each other. other. It's, it's who turns first, right? Yeah, yeah, um, 
Yeah, and and I, I would be interested, and I don't know if there's ever been a study on this, but like what percentage of people who set an ultimatum for whatever that is, children, marriage, moving in together, buying, what whatever it might be, whatever milestone you're setting an ultimatum on, what percentage of people actually leave? So that's a great question and also could not find any research on this, which is really... Because okay. how can you really look uh, yeah. at this, right, in a it's study so setting? It is so subjective. Um, you would probably have to send out a survey to a sample population, and even that is really hard to do because you would need to, like, demographically... It, it would just yeah, be difficult yeah. to get something no, no, I get accurate. It. Um, so theoretically... But, how many people actually walk when they say they're going to walk? When you live with this person, when your life is with this person, when you share friends, when maybe you're just, financially dependent on one person. Yeah, so you really going to leave? It's really dependent, I think, person to person and how big mm-hmm. it is of a thing for you, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I know a couple that um, absolutely love each other um, and part of their disagreement was that um, she wanted them to move in together. And he was being very, like, obstinate, like, no, I'm not really ready. They've been dating now at this point for, like, two, three years. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, well, this is the next step for me. So either it happens or bye. Um, and really put her foot down. And next thing you know, like, she bought her own house. They're living together. He's paying her like half oh, the more. I love that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they made it work. Um, and so I know a lot of couples who have done the ultimatum path, mm-hmm. but have vocalized it in a way where it is a basic need and it is very important to them. And if this isn't within their timeline, then I think it's a really mature thing to be able to stand your ground and say, if you're not going to be giving me what I need and want in my life, then we both need to step away from one another, no matter how much we love each other, because clearly we're not able to give each other what we need. Yeah. Yes. But I also think the person, again, I, I go back to the person who's setting the ultimatum needs to be comfortable with what the alternative is to that ultimatum coming mm-hmm. and going. And if you're not, and if you you know that you're not going to do it, I just think like you are only fucking yourself over later on. Because you, again, you're losing all of your leverage, and but like, is it really a leverage game? It's more like, what are you willing? Like, you're in a relationship. What are you willing to sacrifice out of your own needs? Like, what can you live with? You know what I mean? And if they're willing to like vocalize it, and then you know, live with the fact that the other person is going to continue to ignore that need, mm-hmm. but like their love for that person far outweighs their need to have it, then fine, fair, stay. Okay, fine, you're fair. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. I guess like I'm just thinking about a couple of situations where I know like one person theoretically is comfortable, quote unquote comfortable, but are they? Maybe not. You know what I mean? I think it's more just like you just put up with it, but then I don't know. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I'm just a proud person. I have an ego. So for mm-hmm. me, I think I'd be like, okay. Peace, like, or I don't know. In my head, that's what I would do. I don't know. I mean, like, that's I'm very why, fortunate. It sounds like that's why you don't give ultimatums because you know for a fact that if you were to lay one down and you knew the other person wouldn't be able to meet you there, you would Fair. dip out. 
there. So then are we suggesting that like every, everyone that's like put a ring on it or else I'm leaving or let's move into whatever again, or like, I want a baby. I want a baby yesterday Mm -hmm. that they are really willing or not willing to lose the person. And it's more, I guess to your point, is that more a manipulation tactic and less an actual like ultimatum? I mean, I guess it depends on the intention of the person. Dun, you know? Dun, dun. I mean, like for yeah. me, I guess the only other time I like gave an ultimatum or the only time I really gave an ultimatum in my life was in my last company. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a lot about, and again, I know this isn't necessarily related to the the premise of the ultimatum on Netflix, but had multiple conversations with everyone that I needed to. We were all on the, quote unquote, on the same page about the timeline to promote me. I said, if they don't promote me by March... I'm leaving. Mm. Come January, found out it wasn't even a topic of conversation at the next level that it needed to be. Literally rage interviewed that day, quit a month later. So it's like, don't like, I will put my money where my mouth is and then I'll fucking walk. Like you, again, maybe it's just because I'm, I am a proud, I am proud. And like, I will be damned if you make me look fucking stupid. You are a woman not to be messed with. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'm just like, listen, let's like, we're all adults here. Let's have a conversation. It's not that serious. Like, or I'm sorry, it is that serious. It's not that hard to be upfront. If you would have told yeah. me, oh, the timeline's looking more like whatever, six months later, that's a very different conversation than, yep, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Oh, just kidding. We forgot to have that conversation. Or what are you we talking lied. about? We always said it was. No, 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 absolutely yeah. not. That's not how the shit works. Sorry. But I think the problem is how many people do that? How many people say, oh, this is my, this is my limit. And then that limit comes, that limit goes. And then bitch, you're still in the same fucking job making a lot less well, money than you deserve or you're, you're, you know what I mean? Like this kind of goes back know. to like the psychological premise of like, how we kind of hold the key to like our own freedom to a degree. And this yeah. is going to get a little weird and woo woo as we all know. Oh God. Oh um, God. Get the crystals out. Get the crystals out. Woo 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 woo. Um, no, not even. Um, I think it, it really comes down to the fact of like people need to recognize what their worth is and what they're willing to carve out in regards to their own needs and wants yeah. in order to exist. Now, I know a lot of people who hate their day-to-day jobs and continue to stay in those day-to-day jobs and don't do anything to put them on a path to, mm-hmm. you know, of happiness, of fulfillment, whatever that is. Um, you know, people are comfortable with misery. And so if you're vocalizing something mm-hmm. and you're not really putting your weight behind it because you don't really truly believe that you're worthy of that or that you could find someone that can provide that to you, then at the end of the day, you're just going to stay in the same fucking situation. That's just my two cents. No, I mean, that made so much sense. And I, like, I'm so glad and grateful that I'm not that person. That's like, okay, you can shit on me. I'll keep doing exactly what you fucking tell me to do while you exactly. shit on me and lie and whatever. Because I, yeah. I am just like, if nothing more, to make a point, apparently, Debbie, my therapist, we all know who she is. Love her. <laughs> miss you. Haven't seen you in a week. Going through withdrawal. She's traveling at the moment. I am not happy about it. Um, but, uh, she, apparently I have like a very, very, very strong superego. And so at first I was like, oh my God, am I really a narcissist? Like I thought I was, but shit now show me it. No, that's not what it means. Um, apparently the superego is just like a need for things to be like, like just like morally right. Um, and so like, I feel like that is so true. Cause I'm the kind of person like, 
I'll push back on you just because I'm like, we we're not doing this just because like, and, and I think to, to that point, you know, that makes me so sad that there are literally people who like, when you said people are just happy with misery, like why? How are you happy? Fucking miserable. Well, if you think about it, if it's like what you've known your entire life, like imagine someone who's been once again, going to get like weird and psychological and potentially a little woo-woo here. Um, someone who's been riddled with trauma most of their life. I'm going to give an example. Someone who's been told from a very young age, you're worthless, you're not good enough, like why can't you be better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So from a very young age, you are told that you're not worthy of things that you want. And even when you did want things, like let's say like, oh, I want to get this like coloring kit, parents were like, no, you're not getting that because you didn't get an A on your test. So now you think that the things that you want are tied to like how well you perform or how well you do things. You grow up and this starts to manifest in really weird ways where mm-hmm. all you know is really misery. Like the fact that you cannot have what you want unless you've accomplished X, Y, and Z, or you cannot have what you want. Or like you have to be in this like feeling that everything is difficult or everything has to be painful because it's what you've known since the way that your brain was wired as like a child Um, because things were made to be difficult. Things were made to be a struggle. You experienced these traumatic moments where people told you you weren't good enough. So these feelings are entrenched as normal and our neurons kind of the way that our neural networks develop when we're children... um, is essentially like you start to mm-hmm. get conditioned to those feelings. So if misery is all that you know, if pain is all that you know, that is your comfort zone. It is uncomfortable for you to realize you, your worth and it is uncomfortable for you to start to seek happiness and start to seek fulfillment. That's why. Sorry, first all, I'm, I'm off my say, soapbox now. <laughs> no, first of all, I just want to say shout out to Monique. You didn't say no to me. You probably should have said no to me a couple of times. You'd never said no to me. So I'm a spoiled little asshole, narcissist with a big super ego. Um, And I don't fucking tolerate that. Um, That's number one. Number two, that made me really sad. And I'm like, shit, should I not be a tiger mom? Is that literally what a tiger mom does? Um, There's lots of literature. uh, I know. um, No, that, that is... I'm also trying to make light of the situation because we don't want to make this a depressing ass <laughs> podcast. But um, I mean, that's what therapy is for. Seriously, it is no, what therapy is for. Go to therapy. Look, it's not like here's the thing: if you experience trauma as a child, and mind you, I experienced lots of trauma as a child. Like we've mm-hmm. discussed this on the podcast, I think yeah. several times. Um, Though trauma, yes, can affect you and it can impact the body and have physical manifestations in various ways, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you can't become aware to the conditioning and the programming. And therefore, that level of awareness allows you to be like, oh, whoa, I'm falling into my usual patterning because of my trauma. Let me not do that. And it helps widen the picture for you so that you can start to like rewire your brain and start to actually seek the things that you want and realize that it's totally okay for you to go to a person and be like, these are my needs and wants in order for me to feel fulfilled and happy. Like, it's not like a done deal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can get out of this. Um, Look at you. Are we turning this into a, into like a therapy podcast? Is that what's happening? Is that what this is? 
Oh my God. Is that what's happening? <laughs> um, just come here. You don't have insurance. Don't worry about it. Listen to Maddie. We got you. <laughs> We've got enough fucking therapy for the rest of you. Don't worry about it. We'll pass on the knowledge from Debbie I've and I'm read enough Maddie Oprah therapist. books and self-help <laughs> books, guys. Don't worry. Oh, I got God. you. And I'm just a narcissistic asshole, so I'll just teach you my ways and you'll be able to get through life. Um, you might drink some chicken water, but that's fine. Um, so... Okay. Um, All right. Back to the ultimatum though. So do you think it's an act of manipulation? Like let's talk about the context of the Netflix show. Cause again, I I watched the beginning. I watched all the intros of the, it's six couples, right? Mm -hmm. Watch the intros. Um, Two, sorry, actually three of them stood out to me. I don't, I couldn't tell you their names. There's the one guy that I thought was really interesting where he was like, I want to marry you or I think I want to marry you. But he was like, Hey, I don't think you're ready. You just want he basically was saying that like the blocker for him was her proclivity and just like habit of just spending money. He was like, she's so flashy. And he was like, I got into a lot of debt when I was younger and I need to deal with my shit. Um, that one but stood out like to me. Mm-hmm. That's a big excuse that a lot of the men. Are. So if you watch the show and as they start dating each other, um, I feel like that's like one of the biggest excuses from guys. Uh, is that like, Well, I'm not financially ready yet. Like, I feel like that's, I don't know. I, I think for some people, yes, it's a valid argument where it's like you want a certain fiscal or financial like point before you yeah. consider marrying someone. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, dependent on if you like want to take a more traditional route, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. it was so funny because there was this one girl, she just had dates back to back to back. And it was just the constant ar- like argument that every single dude was having. And I was just laughing to myself because I was like, if that were ever a bullshit response, that's it right there. That they're saying like, I don't have the money. Yeah, being like, I want to get to a certain like fiscal like um, point before I can, you know, before I get married. You know what's really funny that you say that? Um, We have friends that were together for like 10 years and that was the, we now know it was an excuse. Um, that mm-hmm. was the excuse for a really long time. I was like, oh, you deserve a Tiffany's ring and I can't afford Tiffany for you right now. And I always said, that shit's never coming. That's not what the problem is. Um, or you can get an upgrade. Um, and Mark was like, no, 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 that's really what it is. Well, lo and behold, lo and let's behold. just say they're not together. Um, they're not together anymore. And yeah, I, no, okay, you're right. You're right, fine. That is an excuse. But I also, I don't know. I wonder, okay. If I also feel like a lot of women though have this expectation that like everyone should be a sugar daddy. Like you should be able to provide for me the lifestyle that I want or blah, 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 blah. And I just wonder like that girl, was she like, hey, I don't need an expensive ring. I don't need a big wedding. I feel like she was like, I can't wait to have a big 300 person wedding. That's $150,000. Like, so, okay, fine, whatever. Let's leave that one. The other one that I that, um, God, I don't know their name. She was like a little, like, she seems like she was a tiny little girl, maybe Asian. Oh yeah. This was, yeah. um, It was April and and Jake. Okay. Yes. April. Um, the whole, you bought me an SUV and there's no one in the back. And I was like, Oh my God, you're like 20. Like what is going on here? Um, also, I, I wonder, yeah. are these people from the middle of the country? Because I feel like they're fine. I can understand. Like, all your friends have SUVs with, like, 47 babies in the back. Whereas, like, I feel like 
you know, from not the middle of the country. There's nothing wrong with it there. I'm just saying that culturally, it's a little different. Like I'm 32. A lot of my friends are like 35 plus. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of them are not in relationships that are like at that point yet, if they are in a relationship. And let me tell you, none of them have fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Not none. Some of my friends well, are starting to have kids, but I have I more kids that are single reason. and or. Yeah, but I'm saying, I, I would say that like I have more friends that are like single and or childless um, mm-hmm. than not, which at our age, dem- sorry, not you, my age demographic, like I would say again, in the middle, you know, in, in middle America is less common. Sorry. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far you got into the show outside of the first episode. Um, so in the second episode is, I believe it's the second episode where they essentially start to partner up with other people and a, this was a terrible fucking dinner. So they basically have them all seated. They all talk about the person that they're going to pick. There's one guy in particular who he just is like, oh, like, I want this person. And then that person, like, he, like that person rejects them. And then another person rejects them. And I think his name was Nate. That was the name of the guy. Let me um, look him up. Nate. He was the one who basically him and his girl, Lauren, um, the reason why he wouldn't marry her was because she didn't want kids. Oh, is this the one that got pregnant? No, that's Mad oh. Maddie and Colby, I think. Madeline and Colby. Oh. Okay, hold on. I'm googling these people. Yeah. So don't remember. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So what's interesting okay. is um, during the dinner there was another couple, Alexis and Hunter. Um, Alexis had a rough go of it through the dating thing and she's like very loud and emotional and she was having sort of like temper tantrums throughout the episode. Um, not I gotta look at these faces. Okay. At all. Um, but apparently during the dinner when they're all kind of going back and forth about who they're going to pick, April had picked um, Hunter um, as a person that she would want to date for three weeks. And Hunter okay. then gets up and proposes to his girl, Alexis. So then they end up like being out for the count for the rest of the show because, you know, they she said finally yes. he, yeah, finally they, you know, he agreed to the ultimatum he would marry her. Um, and Good then for you, the, Hunter. But then here's where like things get really fucking weird. So um, back to Lauren and Nate. Now, Nate has been rejected pretty much by the people who were his top picks. Like he got rejected by April. He got rejected by, um, who was it? It was, was it Ray? No, I think it was uh, Shanique um, or Shanique. Um, And then he at some point decides to get up because Colby had picked Lauren as his person that he wanted to date. And right after Nate decides to get up and proposes to Lauren right after Alexis and Hunter. And it was quite obvious. Like everyone was at the table like, oh, this is awkward. This is cringe. You just took away from Alexis and Hunter's moment. The only reason you're doing this is clearly like all the people that you wanted didn't want to pick you. And you don't want anyone touching your girl because you're not getting the person that you wanted to date and you don't want her to have this experience. And wasn't he the one that like in the first episode was was like, I just need to know. Like he was so like adamant, like I need to date around. I need to date around, right? I, I can't remember if he I was. I think it was he, him. 
He was such a pig. And here's the thing, like they didn't resolve their like wanting to have kids thing. So for me, the fact that he married her was clearly, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's like, we talked about like the manipulation tactics and I was like, that was clearly a manipulation tactic on his end. They had an ultimatum. She doesn't want fucking kids. He does. And he literally proposed to her to manipulate her and to not partaking in the experiment so that, you know. Ooh. Well, it was Maybe he'll poke a hole in his own condom. Or replace her birth control with sugar pills. Who knows? I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I feel like ultimatums are appropriate in certain situations, like the kid situation, right? Like how can you continue on with someone if you don't want kids and they do, right? So I think an ultimatum is fair in that situation. I think it's fair. Yeah. So kind of curious to hear from you, like when, when is an ultimatum a fair thing to initiate within a relationship? I think if it's a non-starter for you, like, or Mm. right. If it, if it is like, and, you know, Mark and I, we've had this conversation because for a while, you know, we've been married for a long time. We, I think it started off with like, well, we're so long, we're so young. We have like a hundred years to think about whether or not we want kids. And we're like loving life. We're traveling. We're living abroad. We're, you know, crushing it at work, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, oh, fuck, it's been 10 years. Shit. <laughs> you know, like mama's got to figure this out, whether it's something that we want. And um, and so at one point I, I think I was a little bit more inclined to be like, okay, like I do want, I don't know when I don't want it today necessarily as, you know, I think we, we haven't done an episode on it yet, but, um, we've done IVF and stuff like that just to have an insurance policy at some point. Um, but you know, for me it was, it, it I don't want to say it wasn't an ultimatum cause it didn't get to that point, but I was more just like, Hey, look, like I just want to be really explicit here. I'm like mm-hmm. fairly certain that that is a direction I'd like to go down at some point in my life. Mm. Um, I'd like for it to, I'd love for it to be with you, but like, I just want to be honest with you. Like that's something that at this Mm. point today is a non-starter or rather, Mm. is that the right term? Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? It's a non-negotiable basically. Non-negotiable. That's the right word. Um, you know, and, and, and it was like a very scary conversation to have, but to your point, I think about something like kids, something Mm. like I would, I also think like in a lot of ways money because I think money can lead to so many fucking problems, not even down the road, just up front, right? Like if you have different views on money, if you like, because it's, I think it's already just in the society that we live in. It's such a stressful idea of like being rich, being poor. What can we afford? Like, and you can just have such like the lifestyle choices you can make or there's so many of them. I think, you know, if one of you is like a spendthrift that thinks that you uh, should be flying private or maybe that's a dramatic example, but like if someone, if, if there's a girl. fly private. <laughs> the fuck? But you fly <laughs> business. I actually just booked a flight this morning for us and I was like, so Mark, we're going to fly basic economy. <laughs> and then I spent we don't $50. Even to- we don't even pick our seats. No. They're going to strap us to our luggage. <laughs> like that's, that's how it's going guys. <laughs> No, I actually did pay extra for the seats, but we're not planning to talk about it anyway. So anyway, whatever. How to be thrifty here, okay? We just got hit with a damn tax bill. And then on top of it, we have fucking termites in this house. So it's not a great time to buy flights. Anyway, um, no, no, no. Sorry. That, that's like, I think, a, an extreme example because I feel like between economy and then like business, there's such a, you know, such a big 
difference. It's not like, oh, an extra hundred dollars. But okay, yeah. if there's if there's someone who's like, let's just say you're in debt or whatever, and she's like, oh, well, I still deserve that Chanel bag or something. Like, and mm-hmm. this guy's like, yo, I'm over here just trying to, or girl is like trying to pay off your debt or whatever. It is like, I feel like your your relationship is just kind of doomed. So I don't know if like what the ultimatum would look like in that case, but I think that that's one of those things that like in my eyes would be a non-negotiable. Like if he is a spendthrift and I'm not, or if I'm a spendthrift and he's going to try to like teach, tell me what I can and cannot spend my money on, mm-hmm. unless it's his, unless mm-hmm. you make all the money, mm-hmm. that's a non-negotiable. And I would think that that would need to like, no, I think I that, that it's okay to have... We'll call it guardrails, not an ultimatum. Guardrails. Um, I love that. I'm so But I feel like those are things. <laughs> I think those are things that, that should be discussed before you even get into a relationship. So for me, to get to a point where you have to have an ultimatum based on children, like how did you guys get that far into the relationship to begin with? Um, with that still being a concern. You know what I mean? I think that's the yeah. other thing too in my head where I'm like, oh, interesting that this is even being brought up like X amount of years into the relationship. I think they've been together for two, maybe three years. Um, that's just well, wild I think the me. changes. I do think that that, I mean, if that was something that like she from day one was like, no kids for me, I want to be like a dink household forever. And he was like, well, I want kids, you know, two, Wait, three I'm years sorry, ago. What did you say? A dink household, and dual income, no kids. I've Which most days sounds from real good. Hmm? <laughs> you never heard that? I've never heard that phrase before, yeah, that acronym. A dink. a dink? Dink household, dual income, no kids. Oh my God. Actually, the person who Mellow's taught me that prob- acronym... Who? is The person who taught me that acronym, he is um, someone that my sister met when she was traveling or when she was uh, studying abroad and we still keep in touch. He's actually about to have a baby. And for the longest time, he was like, Aww. we're dinks and we love it and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, yeah, like I, I think that depends. And I, I don't know the context in this particular case, but to your point, yeah. Like if it was like a very, very hard, like I, like there are people who know I don't want kids. Mm. And then there are people who I think waver a little bit. And I think you and I are kind of, we we were more in that, yeah. in that camp. Um but also, I feel like a lot of the people on the show were really young. And that's Super. not to say that you... Oh. oh, another thing. Apparently, Netflix lied about the ages of two of the female participants. They made them I younger. I you saw that. They made right? them so I read much that. younger. I was like, why would Netflix do that? And also, the participants had no idea why. They were like, yeah, Netflix apparently lied, but we don't know why. Why would they do that? I don't know. So either You're it was an honest theory theory mistake or conspiracy no, theory. Mistake. They happened to like, to like misrepresent, we're going to call it that, not lie. They misrepresented two like cast members, same sex, and they made them younger. Yeah. No. That's so interesting. Yeah. I think like maybe the conspiracy theory, I'm trying to come up with something like <laughs> out like- there. Um, but maybe it's just like they wanted to show Kiss that they were younger, um, just to be like, oh, these are like younger people problems. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it, it just seemed very strange to me. I was like, that's like such a dumb thing to, to maybe, lie about knowing that they would get caught. Maybe they just didn't want people to have the, oh, she's a woman, her clock is ticking, blah, blah, blah. They didn't want that narrative. Mm. Maybe we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And they were trying to help these girls out. 
Um, but regardless, I mean, that's just, that's just silly. But if you think about it, right, like a lot in the, the context that I was, that I was saying that in was like, so many of these people are young. Like mm-hmm. I was 23 when I got married, you were even younger. Um, but I remember I said to Mark one time, I was like, did you really know what we were getting into when we were 23 and 26? And, and he was like, well, no, not really. In retrospect, not no. Really. And I was like, oh my God, thank God me neither. Like, thank fucking God we love each other. God, thank God we like each other, let alone love each other. But like, you know, it, it, it is like to be having these yeah. conversations at that point and think that that's like your final, final, final opinion on the matter. And again, it is sometimes, but I feel like generally speaking, you're you're going to go back and forth. You're going to like see a kid and be like, oh my God, my ovaries are screaming. And then you're going to see another kid and be like, why is this kid so ugly? I don't want that. Like... <laughs> It happens, you know? Yeah, I think I'd be heartbroken if my baby was ugly because I know that there are some people who, you know, like, let's be real. Not all babies are cute. Like, we can all be honest with one another. Not all babies are fucking cute. Now, am I going to be the type of parent who's going to be aware of the fact that their baby isn't cute? Probably. Um, (laughs) But, like, I feel like I would be... Will I admit it? I don't really... Probably I would. I'd be like, yeah, my baby's not really that cute. But, like, I'm sure she'll grow into her, like, (laughs) features. It's okay. There's a thing called a rhinoplasty. We'll deal with that one day. (laughs) There's a thing called a personality in brains, guys. No, no, but, like, I think I'd be a little heartbroken if I didn't have a cute baby. (laughs) I would be like, oh, she's so cute. And like, know that they're not lying. You know what I mean? (laughs) Same. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I feel like I've been very judgmental. Mark always tells me, he's like, you're going to have an ugly kid because of the shit you talk about babies like we see on the street. Um, I usually don't say they're ugly. I have. Um, I try not to say they're ugly out loud because I'm afraid of karma. But I feel like I will be like, that kid's a little piece of shit. Like, I don't like a lot of kids. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I see kids and I'm like, I don't want to fucking play tea with you. I don't want to play tea with you. I don't like hanging out with children. No, go to Uncle Mark. Get away from me. Um, Shoot. <laughs> goodbye. Off with you. Goodbye. I'm like, Auntie Lena's having adult time. But um, with her rose, <laughs> leave her alone. Thanks. <laughs> Come on. I don't, have another, I don't have another hand for tea. Don't you see I'm double fisting? No. Um, but uh, yeah, I. I I, I, I am inclined to think that a lot of them or, or a lot of people at that age will change their views. Also, sometimes it really is just a matter of like when you find that person that you're like, oh shit, well, don't hate this you. This is the question mm-hmm. I have for you. Okay. So you know how a lot of people, so one of my favorite rom-coms, I don't think I've ever told you this, is he's just not that into you. Right. And I learned from that movie mm-hmm. that if a guy is playing the like not texting you immediately game, if he's like, you know, playing just games in general, yeah. like it, it's he really isn't that into you. Because if someone is into you, they will be honest, they will be frank, and they will show up. Right. Yeah. And so I took my dating advice from that movie, y'all. Um, if you haven't watched it, please do. It's one of my faves. Um, so my question to you is, is, if the guys at that point, you know, after two, three years into the relationship, isn't proposing, clearly is resistant to the concept of marriage, don't you think, at least for me, I have a feeling that the guy just doesn't want to marry you. He just doesn't believe that you're the one at that point. Um, do you think that these women should even give an ultimatum? Should they even stay longer, okay. hoping that something will come to fruition? Or should they well, just realize that they don't want to marry them and you know, move well, the fuck on? 
Okay. First of all, and he's just not that into you, by the way, I read the book when I was, I don't know, like 18 thinking that it was relevant to my life in some way, shape or form. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, he's just not that into me. Um, it's like light bulbs went off and I, I don't know. Um, first of all, Jennifer Aniston in the end finds out he is that into her. He just didn't know that he was ready for marriage because then Ben Affleck gets down on one knee on the boat. Remember the dirty cargo pants? Anyway. Mm. Um, I, I Okay. On that note though, I, I don't know if that's like in the marriage thing. I don't know that it's necessarily like a hard and fast rule mm. because first of all, I think that there are a lot of guys and girls who just get married for the sake of getting married. And I think that's why our divorce rate is so fucking high because that's unlike true. us, a lot of people that get married just like kind of on a whim, right? Um, mm. It maybe wasn't for the best. Whereas I think we are very lucky in our situation thus far. Um, we actually like our people. We're friends you know, with them, you know? Yes, yeah, exactly. We, we enjoy our husbands and I think exactly. they enjoy us. Um, but Debatable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a little Mark crazy. Sometimes Marcos, I wonder. Mark loves me so much that he gives me chicken water. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, he loves my OCD so much that, you know, he gave me perfect ice cubes. So, um, but I, like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like so many people just do it because it's the right thing to do. I actually think the harder thing to do in a lot of ways is to say, no, I'm not ready or no, I don't want to, or let's like pump the brakes a little bit. The other thing I was going to say, uh oh yeah, go ahead. So the other thing I was going to say though, that kind of contradicts what I just said is I do know, or I feel like oftentimes, you know, this guy dates... Yes, I am generalizing, but also, fuck it, it's true. This guy dates a girl for eight years, leads them on, blah, 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 love you so much, can't wait to marry you, can't wait to have kids one day, and I'm not necessarily talking about our 21-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she finally leaves or he leaves or whatever it is, and then that motherfucker turns around and proposes the next day to some girl he met three months, three weeks ago. So this is so interesting because... Um you know, on TikTok, I find myself like on relationship talk where people are kind of talking about, I know my TikTok is like a talk. weird mix algorithm of like witchy spiritual shit and then relationship shit and then psychological, psychological stuff and then like influencer trends and then brand mark. It's a weird mix of things. Um, but <laughs> I tend to be on relationship talk and a lot of men, um, I've noticed talk about how, and, and even women will bring this up of like, you can be with a guy and it could be like the perfect fit and you could wait for him for years and years and years, but he won't okay. marry you until he's ready. Yeah. Like where he's in a state where he wants to be married. So it's like you could have been the perfect fit for them, but it just wasn't the right time because mm-hmm. he wasn't psychologically in the place to want to be married. So, you know, I, I guess when I ask this question... It's, I guess, sort of like a a guessing game in a sense of, well, will the guy at some point during the relationship with you, all of a sudden would the switch go off and he'll realize like, oh, I want to be married now. Or is it, you know, like he needs to really grow up being independent of you and then that switch will eventually go off and be like, oh, now I'm ready for a relationship. I'm ready to be married. That's a tough one, right? Uh, Yeah. I, I, that is a very tough one. And again, I feel like my inclination is like, you gotta, you gotta take it away. Like you gotta take it away. That's negotiation one-on-one, right? Take it away. (laughs) I love you. 
And then negotiation 101. That's what we're here I for. I mean, it's literally a fact. Take it away. Oh, you know what? You don't want that pen. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find someone who wants that pen. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Jordan Belfort said? Um Wolf of Wall Street, but right, it's it's. Uh, I feel like that is like human nature, right? You want what you can't have, and I, I hate the idea of games. I think it's so ridiculous. But like the reality of the situation is, we're all people. We're all like dumb to a degree, and uh, fluorine. <laughs> not me. <laughs> what are you talking? No, not about? You. you. You know the difference between chlorine and fluorine, um, and fluoride. <laughs> but uh, but I really wish that that was like scripted and that wasn't a genuine mistake because I would feel a lot better about myself right now. But no, that was honest to God a mistake. Um, Florine, I love it. Um, that's so like when the good. Hadians came here. Did you know that that was an that was an actual mistake that um, Alicia Silverstone made when she was filming Clueless? When she's doing Wait, her really? debate and she's like, so like when the Hadians came to America, like we didn't oh say God. RSVP or no RSVP on our tape, whatever she said, like that was a genuine error and they were like dying of laughter, but they kept it in because it was perfect for the movie. Um, for okay. The movie. Oh my God. So, so I live in LA. Um, so yeah, I think. I think to some degree there is a lot of merit to that idea because I, I also think, you know, someone that I know knew someone, so it's a friend of a, not really a friend of a friend, but a person of a friend, um, or no, sorry, they were friends, whatever. I can't speak today, but, um, she had lived with this guy for like 10 plus years and was like, where's my ring? Where's my ring? Where's my ring? And he kept saying, it's not coming. Don't Mm. have one. Don't want to get married. Um, and sometimes you just got to read the room, you know, and then read the fucking room. Uh, but wait, <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? He ended up cheating on her, whatever. I think he's still with that girl. But what she said to my friend was never play house until you get what you need out of it. Because again, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? Why buy the ring Damn. when your dishes get cleaned? Yeah, I mean, fuck. I I will say the other thing on TikTok is, you know, people will make this um, sort of viral video. It's it's not like a dance or anything, but they'll be like, oh, I see you've made a wifey request. Um, You will need to upgrade from the girlfriend package. There is no ring on this finger. Um, And I think it's hilarious. And, you know, there is kind of a truth to it. It's like if marriage is, and mind you, I could go over like the actual history of marriage and how it wasn't really rooted in love. And there's so much there historically that like people really knew the reason why marriage was marriage. People would be like, oh, I don't give a fuck about a piece of paper. But for people who I'm pretty sure we went over this in our first ever episode. We did. (laughs) We did to a degree. Sex life. So you want to know, we're going to just plant that. (laughs) What the fuck is a bonobo? Um, Um, We're going to leave that there. Go listen to it. It's episode one, sex life. Thank you. It was awful then. Exactly. No technology. We didn't know what we were doing. I was awkward as hell. That was when the Virgin Mary came out. Mics were bad. Lighting was bad. My dog was barking. It was a lot. Um, But go listen. (laughs) Go have a little Um, gander. Take a little gander, but, um, you know, for those who do prioritize, I think the concept of marriage and actually value it, whether that be for religious reasons or, or conditioning from a very young age, no mm-hmm. shame in that. If it's what you want, it's what you want. Um, I forgot the point I was trying to make since we talked about bonobos. <laughs> um, you're making the point about like, why buy the cow? Oh, yes. Get the milk for free. Um, exactly. If there is a, you know, 
a big sort of step for you in getting married, then there should be a differentiation in how you are in relationship as like girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever non-binary term and whatever other non-binary term. Um, We're pros at this, clearly. Clearly. politically correct and use the appropriate terminology (laughs) at all times. We are not trying to get canceled here on the basic in the brain. Um, And, you know, versus what you, you know, how you want to be within a marriage setup. So if that's a priority for you, then you got to differentiate that, set that boundary early on and communicate that like, hey, this is what you're getting this way. This is what you'll get when you fucking put a ring on it. Once again, if it's a priority for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, you know, all of this is really funny. I think it kind of goes back to what we said earlier Um, around people are so used to misery that people don't realize that they could literally just ask for what they want and really put their foot down and their path will literally set out to give it to them to a degree, right? Because if it's what you're focusing on, it's what you're putting your energy in versus being miserable in a situation that isn't serving you and isn't giving you fulfillment, you know, a lot of these problems would be resolved and ultimatum wouldn't even be a thing, I don't think, because you would have been like, this is what I want, this is what I need. You would have put it out there from the get-go and then you would have found someone who aligned with your values and and future plans, you know? I mean, yeah, I feel like you just said that so eloquently that I think that we should like wrap things up before I fuck it up with another fluorine. Um, But moral of the story is, A, he's just not that into you. Read it's it. It's just not that into Watch you. it. <laughs> B, men, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? I think that's valuable advice that we should be giving. C, yeah. right? Yeah, C, ladies, manifest that shit. You want, you want five carrots? Ask for it. Yeah. But you better not be making him dinner every night if you think it. you're going to get five carrots. Yeah. You make, the, if you you wanna... make the dinner every night when it comes. Exactly. If you want a fucking ring, ask for it. If you want kids, ask for it. Be about it. Put in the steps and the actions to make it happen. But also don't be afraid to walk away if you can't get that in the situation that you're in. Because you know what? Exactly. Super egos. We are narcissists. We have egos. Be proud. Just because he, she, they, them are not giving it to you, just because they won't give it to you, it does not mean that someone else won't be able to give it to you. That's all I'm going to say. And with that... I bid Can we y'all get a round adieu. of applause? Do we have those applause, the, the futures? Oh, yeah, we do. Hold wait on. Wait for it, wait for, for it. This is worth it. Maddie, my friends. <laughs> and with that... And with that, Benji would like mommy to feed him. Um, And we'll see you all next week on The Basic in the Brain. Just a quick reminder before we let you all go, um, Maddie will be traveling to the motherland. And so we're going to have some abbreviated content. Mondays will be, as of right now, regular BBQs per scheduled um, with some great guests that we have yet to line up. Um, And Wednesdays will be... (laughs) We'll we'll sort it out. Um, And Wednesdays will be shorter content um, similar to BBQs, but we're going to have a new segment called What Would You Do? And with that, we'll see you then. Bye, y'all.
So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 